we in the mood for this story now? I think we are. Last month, an Italian-American group filed a lawsuit against the city of Chicago Park District seeking to enforce, uh, to return a Christopher Columbus statue uh, that was removed from the Little Italy neighborhood. Uh, it was removed after demonstrators swarmed another statue in Grand Park in an attempt to tear it down. What is this lawsuit about? With it is the pl- With us today to talk about this is the plaintiff's attorney, Enrico Mirabelli. He's a seasoned trial attorney here in Chicago, a notable Chicago Italian and one of my very good friends. Enrico, thank you for joining me. Karen, happy to be here. How are you? I'm doing well. Tell our listeners a little bit about this lawsuit and how it came to be. Well, the lawsuit is a, uh, a chance reaction, and it's filed against the Park District, uh, not for any money, Karen, but solely for specific performance. Because as it turns out, uh, back in 1973, there was a contract between what was then called the Columbus Statue Committee and Chicago Park District. And in exchange for monies paid, uh, I think it was like $10,695, the Park District said they would maintain the statue and the plaza, Columbus Plaza, which is located in Regal Park, in perpetuity. Now, in perpetuity is a long time, Karen. And they did it for a long time. They did it for over 50 years, almost 55 years. From 1966 up until last year, uh, when we believe the mayor ordered the statue be removed uh, in the middle of the night, back around July 20th of 2020. The lawsuit wants the statue to be put back. So this contract between this Italian-American group and the city was that this group was going to maintain, uh, I imagine, keep it clean, you know, maybe plant up. Uh, plants and flowers, whatever it is, uh, to keep it maintained for a number of years. And so the argument is that because the city removed it, that is a breach of the contract between the two parties that said that, yes, there's going to be a statue, and yes, this organization is going to maintain it. Uh, Karen, that that's pretty much sums it up, but just a little minor tweak to what you said. It's not the city. It's uh, Ed Kelly back then as superintendent for the Park District. So the Park District, Karen, is a, is a special body, body politic. It's independent from the city. So it, it's like, let's say I put pink flamingos on my lawn, but my neighbor doesn't like it. They can't come on my property and take them down. What happens is the city went on Park District property and removed a statue. Whether it belongs to the city or not is not the issue. The Park District has a contract not to maintain it for a number of years, to maintain it in perpetuity. And the contract says if you're going to substantially change the plaza or the statue, you must get written approval of the Joint Civic Committee of Italian-Americans, which is the successor in interest to the Columbus Statue Committee. It says so right in the contract. So this is a contract action. So, this, and do we know the background as to why uh, the city removed the statue in the cover of night? Was there some reason given or, or no reason at all? Um, well, Karen, uh, you know, there's the official story and the unofficial story. And as the lawyer for the Joint Civic Committee, and I represent Ron Onesti, who's the president of the committee, it, it doesn't really matter what the reasoning is at this point. You have to ask for permission. You have to get the consent of the JCCIA. So if the mayor says, you know, this was for safety reasons, I don't think anybody would dispute that, given what happened in Grant Park around the Columbus statue. People understand there are safety issues. But on the other hand, you know, it's like your mother told you when you're growing up, Karen. There's a right way and a wrong way to do everything. The right way was for the mayor to honor the contract between the JCCIA and the Chicago Park District. 
and she didn't do that. So, and and Karen, we, we gave notice to the Park District back on April 5th. We wrote them a very long letter, and I, along with, I have co-counsels on this. I'm, I might be one of the attorneys, but you've got Dion Davi from the Italian-American Lawyers Group called the Justinians. You have Frank Samario, the general counsel for the uh, JCCIA, and Anthony Onesto, a very uh, venerable and esteemed uh, criminal defense lawyer, are all my co-counsels on this. So we gave notice to the Park District. We never heard from them. We filed the lawsuit. We served everybody properly. Three weeks have passed. No one yet, no one has picked up the phone or contacted any of the lawyers for the plaintiffs. So it's a little disheartening, if you ask me. Now, Enrico, um, there was another statue of Columbus that was in Grant Park, and that was removed too, wasn't it? To your knowledge? Here, you, you cut out for okay. a quick second. I was just there. asking, just, I'm just trying to be clear on the facts. There was another Columbus statue that was removed from Grant Park. Is that correct? That is correct. And, and one from on the far south side around 95th Street. Okay. So there were three statues that were removed. Do we even know where they are right now? Where are they being housed? We do not know. Part of, uh, part of the lawsuit, why we named the city, uh, really was just to get that information to make sure the statue is, you know, not being melted down. It's not being transferred, sold, dissembled. Uh, we don't know where they're at. But, but the only one that has a contract, the only one where there's a contract is the one having to do with the Regal Park, and that's the subject matter of this lawsuit. So during all these years when these Italian organizations, I'm just going to call them Italian organization because no, no one knows all the letters for these things, but, but the organization is maintaining. What are they doing to maintain the statue? I'm sure they've expended money over the years to maintain the statue. Well, the obligation to maintain the statues on the Park District, that's why the Columbus Statue Committee paid money and agreed upon amount back in 1973. So up until a year ago, the Park District had had a fountain. The fountain was working. The statue had been defaced uh, several times. It was cleaned. It was restored by the Park District. Uh, They maintained the plaza. And, you know, annually, the Italian-Americans, when they would have their mass at Our Lady of Pompeii, there would be a procession or march to the Columbus statue. So it was part of a heritage, part of a tradition, this particular statue. Uh, but it's gone now, and we don't know where it's at. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit about the 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 background of this. I mean, obviously, as a lawyer, Rico, you're bringing this lawsuit as a breach of contract. There's no political issues in this. It's just basically you agreed to do this, and by taking it down, this, there's a violation here. I understand that. But I'd like to get into uh, a little bit of your thoughts as an Italian-American, as an attorney, as someone who's lived in Chicago your whole life. Uh, but we only have just a minute. I just want to ask you, um, do you think that this criticism of Columbus, and you know, if you can give me just a just a twenty second, and then we'll continue this. Is it a fair criticism, uh, Karen? That, that could be a twenty year debate. I can't tell you that in twenty seconds. Yeah, Do I think it's fair. No, I don't think it's fair. I think that his achievements uh, are long lasting. They've been recognized by our government. They've been recognized by scholars. And I understand recently there are those who want to detract from what he's done and what he's accomplished by bringing up and saying there's, there's a negative side to him. I, I suppose there's a negative side to everybody, Karen, 
But whether or not it outweighs all the good in opening up travel to the new world, uh, that's a debate that's going to go on for years and years and years. And and I don't think I'll ever be able to settle that debate with you or anyone else who who has a different opinion. Let's take a break, and we'll come back with Rico Mirabelli talking about the lawsuit against the Chicago Park District. We are back with Enrico Mirabelli, who uh, is a lawyer, who one of the lawyers who sued um, uh, regarding the Christopher Columbus statue and the pedestal uh, into the city's uh, little Italy neighborhood. He wants it returned. We don't know where it is. Uh, and we're talking now a little bit. We talked about the legalities of the lawsuit. But, Rico, you're a, a thinking man and you're a person who's prominent in the community uh, of Italian-Americans. How important is Columbus in the grand scheme of the Italian-Americans? Uh, he's very important. I mean, there are a lot of uh, important Italians. You know, you could, I don't know, Michelangelo, Leonardo da Vinci, Galileo. Uh, these few people come to mind, Enrico Fermi, Enrico Caruso. But only Columbus is recognized nationally and has a holiday named after him. So Columbus is the one thing that all Italian-Americans can point to with pride and say, this is the day when our contributions as an ethnic group, you know, a part of this country, are recognized by the rest of the country. So it is very important. He is very important. And do you feel like this the group of people who are kind of taking down all the... I mean, do you equate... I know this is a big, loaded question, but is this the same as the argument with Confederate uh, uh, figures who have been uh, taken down and Confederate flag and these types of things? Is this akin to that, or is this something a little bit different? Well, you know, you're, you're asking me to take my hat off as the attorney. You know, Karen, you and I are both attorneys. We get to advocate a position. Right. You're asking me more of a personal question. So uh, let me put it this way. The, the, there are a number of lawsuits from the Confederate States of America, the daughters of the CSA, where these statues are being taken down. And they're arguing that it violates that their constitutional rights or the right of free speech. And they try to make that like the Columbus statue. And I don't really see the similarities between the two of these. I mean, I, I think the key is, you know, we're, we're running into this whole counter culture or cancel culture type of phenomena right now in our lives. And we're either going to learn from history or we're going to try to erase it. And I think erasing history is not the way to go. But that's my personal opinion, Karen. But unlike with the Confederate statutes, we have a contract. The people in Philadelphia who have brought lawsuits in New Jersey who have brought lawsuits, there are issues having to do with standing and the First Amendment or rights of free speech of a municipality to put up or take down a statue. Okay, that, that's a debate that's going to rage on maybe for another 50 years or longer. My little piece of the pie here as the lawyer is... No one is above the law, whether you're an individual, a governmental authority, a major corporation. When you sign a contract, you can be held accountable. That's all I'm trying to do is hold the Park District accountable, return the statute, restore dignity to their words. The statute will remain in perpetuity in a regal park. 
Now, Rico, what have you thought ahead here? Let's just say that you get and you're successful in your lawsuit. The statue is returned to its pedestal. And and are you concerned that that statue is going to be defaced or uh, or or broken uh, by protesters who are going to keep at it until this thing is destroyed? Hey, look, that is a concern, but it's not a major concern. My concern is getting the statue back. What happens then, Karen? I mean, it's about anarchy. Is this how we're going to live in Chicago or in this country? I I went down Michigan Avenue today, and there's a statue of Benito Juarez. As you may or may not know, he was the 26th president of Mexico, the first natural-born president of Mexico. There may be people who do not like Benito Juarez. There may be people who do not like that Mexican statue. But they don't have a right to go out, put a cable around its neck, and try to drag it down. That is not the right way to exercise your choices. So if you have a complaint or a criticism, it's not defacing property. I mean, Karen, we, we don't tolerate people um, defacing a mosque or defacing a, a temple or a church. We don't allow that in this country. So what makes it okay for people to think, I can just go out because I don't like what Christopher Columbus stands for? And, and, you know, that's another whole debate. But the idea that you can just go tear things down because you want to, that's anarchy. So if they put the statue back, I expect the mayor, the park district, the police department will continue to defend it as public property, just like they would the Richard Day Daily Center or the Cook County Building. All of those things have to be protected. Well, and, and you, you know, the, you're right. You know, you, there's the self-help doesn't doesn't have a place in our law, and the correct way to do it would be to protest and to sign petitions and to maybe even file a lawsuit or do something at, rather than, you know, resort to violence and to defacing property, which it kind of seems like the city kind of just caved in and said, okay, we'll take it away. So it doesn't Karen, really you, set a good precedent. to happen, then the protesters and the anarchists, they win. And when they can bully the city of Chicago and the Park District, that's a problem for everybody. It's a problem because it means there are no consequences. So my limited scope, and again, I'm repeating myself, is on behalf of Ron Onesti, the Joint Civic Committee of Italian Americans, we want to get the statute put back where it was. We want them to maintain the plaza. What happens thereafter, I suppose, remains to be seen. But I would hope that things would calm down that this sort of uh, paranoia or whatever you want to call it that's gripping this country, uh, you know, it has to right itself. The the pendulum has to swing back a little bit more center, and and there has to be a discussion of if we really don't want this statute or we don't want that statute, then let's all talk about it and see if maybe there's a different place for it or there's some, you know. Oh, hello. I mean, this is this is a big societal debate today. It is, it is, and uh, and I'm glad we had you on, and I'm glad you explained this to us. And uh, hopefully, when this is resolved, uh, you can come on again, and we'll talk about uh, what the uh, what the end of the story is. But thank you so much, That's Enrico Mirabelli. How do people c- contact you if they would like to talk to you? Uh, they can always call me at our, our website, which is uh, Beerman Law. Dot com B-E-E-R-M-A-N-N law.com. You go to that website, you'll be able to find me, and people can comment or send their opposing views. I'll be happy to entertain all of that. 
Enrico Maribelli, one of the best attorneys here in Chicago, and uh, Christopher Columbus has a good advocate in you. <laughs> Thank you. He's a good advocate in Ron Onesti, too. Okay. Karen, thanks for on the show. I look forward to coming back uh, when we win the suit. All right. You take care of yourself.